0: Hello, and welcome to Regrets, I've Had a Few. I'm Paul Hunter, Artistic Director of Told By an Idiot, and this is a podcast where I talk to friends and colleagues delving into what made them the person they are today. Hello. Um, My guest this week uh, is from my past, and it's really lovely to go into the past and remember this person who I haven't seen for some time. Um, But we go way back, and he trained as an actor with me, Uh, was a very good actor, Um, and has now become a rather marvellous agent, Uh, a very very good agent. So I will be touching on a variety of things with the wonderful Philip Belfield. Phil, how are you? Welcome.
1: I'm very well, Paul. I don't know if I can live up to that. Review. No,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure you wow. can. Um, now, if it's okay with you, I say this to all my guests. I'm not going to dwell on the last year of bleakness where we've all been locked down and all that sort of oh, um, God, no. nonsense. But as I said in my introduction, uh, we go a long way back to our childhood. Um, yes, the same, the same secondary school, um, and then bizarrely, the same drama school. Um, Or uh, polytechnic as it was then, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. My first question is: I need some help with something. This is (laughs) what was the name of our O level drama teacher?
1: (gasps) Sue Fisher
0: Jones. Fisher Jones. I knew it was double panelled. Yeah. I couldn't because I feel, and you you might have a different memory, but my memory is that we we kind of got to know each other around that O level drama. Would that be right?
1: Yes, definitely. Even though we were in the same year group, I think we were just we had different friendship groups, whatever you want to call them. And I think it was the O-level drama that we first got to know each other properly. Exactly. And there were only three of us, I think. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Who who was the third?
0: Who was the third person?
1: She was a lady, and her God. name completely escapes me. Well, maybe,
0: maybe if she listens into this. Maybe. She'll make herself known to me. Maybe she will.
1: And it was Sue. Got... Fisher,
0: it was Sue, actually,
1: or Miss Fisher Jones, as maybe we yeah. called her, who I think recommended the Middlesex Poly course. Actually, I think it was her. Yes, that you're maybe absolutely set that right,
0: Phil. Emotion. Because she also knew. A performer who went on to work with Tressel called Thomasina. Oh yes, she did. Oh God, I got that. Yes, and I remember meeting Thomasina because she ended up acting with Tressel John Wright's company. Yeah, but you're right that uh, Sue uh, mentioned to you and me as we were thinking about drama schools. That particular place, that is true. Um, Now, uh, what? Obviously, we ended up doing the O level drama, but what? Yeah what was your kind of connection to theatre before that did you go as a family or well we
1: I was thinking about this earlier we we used to go to the rep the Birmingham rep quite a bit but mainly at the Christmas time mm-hmm. and I remember going to see and my mum my remembers this still vividly they used to do shows in the studio there and it was quite interactive so they'd get the kids involved and I think me and my brother Michael as well. I think we both went with mum and dad, or maybe just mum, I can't remember. And I think it was quite, it was just exciting and quite interactive. And then I think I would, we would just go and see the occasional thing at the rep. I remember seeing a stage version of Wurzel Gummidge but <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with John Pertwee and Eunice Stubbs. Oh, gosh. Those late great. So I remember that quite vividly. And then I don't know, uh, yeah. And I think the first big thing I saw that sort of turned me on to it massively, I think, it was a touring production of West Side Story, which was at the wow. Hippodrome, which my mum took me to, uh, and it just what literally... year would that...
0: How old would you have been then?
1: I must have been 16, maybe? Yeah. I think it was quite late, really. Oh, there's a cat coming in. Um, oh, I've got a cat as well, yeah. Uh, West... Yeah, it was West Side Story that sort of turned me on to that, the musical side and stuff, maybe. Uh, mm. And i ironically, I've just seen the new film. So
0: it's sort of well, like a funny you say full circle. That. yeah, and when Yeah, asked you I old you how old you Elsie my daughter Elsie is 15 and she's obsessed with musicals. oh with musicals. Oh my god! little bit of she's been of lucky to see of of wonderful musicals. But she went with her mom to see the film, and I said... She didn't know much about the musical. We kept saying, "Listen to the music. We've got it." At yeah. home. And now, of course, she's utterly obsessed and yeah, plays it yeah. on the piano. And, but I hear, oh, <laughs> oh. But she, but she loved the film. I hear it's rather good, isn't it? It's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's not even a reinvention. It's just some, it's it's a
1: revisit. It's definitely an homage. There's yeah. there's so much that that harks back to the original film. Actually, the great film.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, and it's just great. Sometimes I think stage things don't transfer. To the screen very well at all because by their nature they're made for live
0: yes yeah.
1: audiences and uh, but it just really
0: works it's brilliant it's, it's, ah, it's really well clever. that's a nice that's a nice link between the <coughs> two of us that my, my sister yeah, my I daughter's obsession with it but um 50, w- were you goodness. in the Androcles Probably. and the lion production yes
1: I remembered that today yes I was I think
0: what did you play
1: <laughs> Ooh, I
0: think a Roman guard, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Because I remember um, giving my... um, The character's called Spintho, who was a a cowardly slave who was thrown to the lions. Wow. Well, there we are. That's A bit of George Bernard Shaw in a
1: secondary school
0: in Birmingham. um, (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought it? Who would have Um, thought? And then I remember (laughs) you and I getting... Obviously getting close during the O level as we started to talk about what it was. Um, and I was talking about this moment in people's lives the other day because of a new show we're making. When you have to, as a, as a young adult, uh-huh. uh, reveal something to your parents about what you might want to do in life. Oh, Can you remember when you told your mum and dad that this is what you wanted to do? And what was their reaction like, if you do remember? Well, I sort of do because I think for a while,
1: and I don't really know why, I mean, I'm obsessed with all things medical still, but I, I thought I might try and be a doctor. Bizarrely. Wow. I, I, my mum was a nurse for a very long time and I think was that, that sort of fed into it a little bit. And then when it came to O-levels, you know, what did you want to do? So I had to do chemistry and biology. I think I did English. Did I? Yeah, and, and um, the drama was like an extra thing in a funny way. Yeah. I mean, it turned out I failed my chemistry O-level anyway, so that was probably <laughs> the end of that. But I think, yeah, they were... So the drama thing took off. And the Middlesex poly thing came into play. I don't think they were that impressed, really. (laughs) (laughs) My dad was in the army. My mum was a nurse. So it was was quite an alien sort of thing for them. And I think they were like, well, how are you going to, how would you make a living doing doing that? But they did, they didn't stand in my way, as it were. And I remember we had to have like an audition even to get a grant from the city council. We did. We did. I think they were sort of hopeful that we wouldn't, get one and we didn't first and then no. we had to go again the following year didn't we I
0: think that that is correct Bizarrely. And, I, and when <laughs> I tell especially younger actors when I say to younger actors that you could actually used to be able to get a grant you know oh yeah, to, yeah Um, and then when I said and in Birmingham you had to go and audition in front of these councillors I know <laughs> men in suit definitely and I don't know I don't know what little connection they had to the world of theatre <laughs> oh. but um but, but, but one I, year they I,
1: said no, and then the next year they said yes. So We yeah. both deferred our place, didn't we? I mean, we both got it in, is.
0: which was And then, of course, then we took ourselves off to London in 1986. Oh, um, yeah. I can, I obviously, uh, um, you know, you, we had a connection, which I think for me was probably quite helpful arriving in London and going to this thing, uh, yeah, and I, I can vividly remember and I'm. Um, I don't know what your memory is of that first morning, but one person that stuck in my mind obviously was Haley.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and she she looked quite exotic to me. She had a kind of hair thing on her hair, and yeah, she didn't quite look like anyone else I'd met. Um, do you have any uh, memories of people that from that? Well, day I remember Haley.
1: I mean, you know, luckily we're still in touch. I remember Haley quite vividly because for some reason I have a memory of. Golders Green, I think I stayed with an aunt or for that summer before then. Uh, so I came to Golders Green and walking up that North End Road, that big hill up to Ivy House, where the course was. And I remember this smallish, sort of quite <laughs> determined young woman walking up the hill in front of me with the hair fit, thi- and it was Haley. And I just remember that from all those years ago, yeah. even now. And so she's a re- she was a really strong, presence and memory, as we knew because we knew each other and we, I think yeah. we sort of clung together slightly. Yeah
0: I think so, certainly um, in the early period. But didn't we, we even share a house didn't we? In, well didn't this you, is what I was going glamorous to, go to Golders say, Green. me, you, end of that first term wasn't it? You, me, yeah. Hayley, Carrie and Mickey down in Golders Carrie, Green.
1: One, the other one.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a memory oh, that nobody word. will understand. <laughs> but I, I, I have obviously, such fond memories of that time and and, yeah, yeah, and the um uh oh Maybe. sorry uh, uh and we can edit out that out. funnily enough <laughs> we might not want to edit it out that was my <laughs> agent calling phil <laughs> oh no keep it in no no keep that in could be could be life-changing <laughs> exactly um we'll come to good agents month. later oh, but um month. i remember. Uh, I remember some great performances you did at college, and oh. I, am. I, um, I also remember, um, really vividly, how great you were when I had the crazy idea of putting on Joe Orton's entertaining Mister Sloan. Oh God! Oh
1: yeah!
0: You, you were terrific as the as the brother. I forget the I forget the character's name now. I think it doesn't matter. and um, actually, I think Ed, it's Ed. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and doing that outside and my first sort of idea of going oh I quite like to direct and you and Lizzie and um, yeah. and do you, do you have a particular, looking back, do you have a particular favourite role from drama school?
1: Oh, oh god, uh, well I remember we did I think we had like every second year, the end of the second year was always like the end of term, like the, the, the end of year sort of final show, though I did that, not so yeah. musical. <laughs> uh, uh, I should say this, to our
0: listeners, <laughs> Phil waved oh. his hands at that point.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, audio only. Um, You gave your, Richard III. That's
0: correct, yeah, yeah. And you were and Clarence.
1: I- that's right, that's yes. right, which I did love actually, because it wasn't a very big part, but was <laughs> very, <laughs> very pertinent, very important and rather beautifully poetic as well. But I, so I did enjoy that. And then, so maybe it was, was it earlier in the year we did, I, I was in a group of people, we did Noel Coward's Hay Fever. Yes, I was in that with
0: you as well. Yes,
1: you were, that's right, yes.
0: Yes, and I Owen remember, Bell. I remember thinking, um, Oh, I'll never get cast in the Noel Coward. I'm not the kind of actor that ah. they'll go for. And I thought you would. I thought you'd be very... And also, my memory is you were quite into Noel Coward, weren't you? was a writer. Oh,
1: I, yeah, well, I, I still am, really.
0: Yeah? I would possibly call it a bit of an obsession. <laughs>
1: Just devour it all, really.
0: Yeah, it was extraordinary. Uh, what What was it that... Because I remember us talking probably when we were at school and the O level and you were really, I didn't know much about him and I think I read his biography because of you. What was it that drew this a young lad from Birmingham to the words of Noel Coward? No.
1: God, well, there's probably a whole Freudian <laughs> <laughs> deep conversation to be had there. Uh, I don't know, I think, I remember having for some reason an LP, remember those? Yes. i record, uh, and record. But it was Words and Music of Noel Coward and there was a whole, maybe my grandma had it actually, and there was a whole section from Private Lives that was recorded of oh. him and Gertrude Lawrence originally from the thirties and a bit from there, from the red peppers and and then some songs. I think it was probably that that kicked it off really, kicked it off. Uh, oh. And I remember, I'd also remember when we were at college, I think because of Hay Fever, I think we were shown the BBC TV version that Penelope Keith was in, that she'd done on stage and then did on television. I think we just sat in the reading room at the top of the Ivy house and watched the whole of Hay Fever. And I just loved it. It's so witty and funny and...
0: And what, um, what would you say... I mean, I, I also think he's an extraordinary writer. And, and um, mm. what would you say the best production of Coward is, or your favourite production that you've seen of any of his stuff? Oh, gosh. Uh, that's a difficult one. Uh... Did you see the Andrew Scott? Uh, I the, did.
1: The, 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 the uh, present Laughter. Yeah. I mean, that was extraordinary. That yeah. was extraordinary. And I think... Uh, what directors need to do, or try to do now, is is not make it fusty, fusty musty and dusty, you know. It's gotta be, <laughs> it's, it's gotta make sense for now, hasn't it? And I think it does, and it's so witty, and it, 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 people don't think they're very truthful, and I think, but they really are, and I think that was a great production. I remember the Alan Rickman, Lindsay Duncan, Private Lives, oh, yeah. very vividly, and, I bet they I were the, great, weren't they? Yeah, I remember the fight. They have a the fight in the in in Act Two or Three, and it's quite quite visceral. And it
0: was it was quite physical. Um, I really liked a production. Uh, at I think it was at the Donmar of the Vortex with Chweta Elijah for was in. Oh yes, yes. I, I really enjoyed that. that was great, bit. I saw that. Yeah, and I remember kind of. I didn't know the play very well, and I remember thinking. Wow, when you say visceral, it was an extraordinary yeah. Yeah. mother-son relationship yeah. in the play.
1: And I think I he didn't... wrote that, he, Coward wrote that very early on in his career. I'm sure it was one of the first as well. Really? And it, that's so emotionally truthful. It's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a bit like Rattigan. It's a bit like the deep blue stuff like I,
0: I that. Didn't, I didn't quite expect it. I thought, wow, and, and um, it was very intense. So... um. So, of course, we all finally graduate from Middlesex Poly. Um, we did. And where were you acting-wise? Was it something you still wanted to pursue? Or what, no, was I don't going? think it
1: was, really. I, th- I, think, I think I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed the people and, and working on the texts and the, some of the stage management stuff we had to do I quite enjoyed as well. Yeah. I, didn't, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it was... I think it, was def- it wasn't going to be a career choice. Uh, it was a, fu- yeah, it was a funny one. Because uh, just after I graduated, I, I wasn't very well for a little while. Oh, of
0: course, yes. That's so if you remember, right. I had a, yeah.
1: um, a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma thing. So that sort of took six months of my life just to sort of sort out and get, yeah. get you know yeah. treated and it all, it all worked out very well. So I think that was a bit of a pause, which maybe did make me rethink stuff generally. And actually I did go back to Middlesex if you oh. did you know I went back. no I didn't know that no. yeah yeah because I, I, I started working after when, when I was better and everything was all right I went I went to work at the National Theatre in the box office okay for about three years I think um and I didn't quite know what to do long term and then somebody mentioned the Middlesex Poly was now a university yes and so many of them were and so I ended up um, going to see. David Owen Bell and Arthur Husk as well, who used to run the other course at Kent Park, and um, they were talking about the the degree course, I think it was a BA in Drama and Theatre Studies and I could put English into it as well and because I'd done the course previously I could miss the first year and just do year two and three so I decided to do that 1992 I think so I sort of went back to Ivy House, back to where we'd been those few years before, and it was a very surreal experience
0: it must have been, very strange. Yeah, it was, it and was. And some uh, of the
1: same people were there, but lots of new people, sort of uh, tutor-wise. Yeah.
0: Um, I think John Wright was still doing stuff there, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember he, I'm thinking about John's journey, because of course his, his journey then completely tied up with me and Haley about yeah, five years, yeah, cool. five years after leaving, and then I, he was still at Middlesex when, certainly in our early shows, because he used to teach a lot at Trent Park, and we used to get free rehearsal space. Oh so yeah! Oh, brilliant! Yeah, um, it was funny. it's
1: funny. His 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 classes were the classes that I was you, you and Haley and, and some others were so brilliant. at All of that stuff, and for me, I was just a bit like, oh, well, I think, I think you know, that, very it's funny. Different.
0: It's funny you say that, Phil, because i I think um, I, I think like lots of things. You know, you're drawn to something. I didn't know I was going yeah. to be drawn. To John's work, I didn't know what John's work was. No, and I think it. If I'm honest, I think it was that. For me, it was that perfect combination of fear and excitement. Mm, But but mm, I totally totally understand why it wasn't for everybody. That's for sure. So when did the kernel of the idea of becoming an agent start to plant itself? Oh, it's quite a bit
1: later because I so I did the degree and I did sort of bits of work in other box offices like the Riverside Studios mm. and the Lyric Hammersmith. And the great thing about those jobs where you met loads of people in the business, actors, mm. directors, producers. And I really think that stood me in really good stead for, for now, you know, and going forward and just knowing who people are and, and what they have done. Um, after, I'm trying to think, after that period, I... There was an advert in. they used to look at the Guardian. Jobs were always in the Guardian, starts yeah. on a Monday, and there was a job for um, at the time smallish dance company called Adventures in Motion Pictures. Yes,
0: Matthew Bourne,
1: and they were looking for an office assistant. It was called. So I remember going for an interview with Catherine Dore, who ran the company with Matthew, and then I got a recall. of <laughs> <What laughs> a better word? I went to meet Matthew in a little coffee shop on St. John's Street in Islington, where the offices were. And so I and I got the job and I ended up working for AMP, as we, you know, as it was, Adventures and Motion Pictures, uh, just as they were doing a UK tour of Swan Lake, wow. you know, the sort of famous and stunning and brilliant Swan Lake, mm-hmm. which at the time had done seven as well, and then it was about to embark on a UK tour. And just before Cameron McIntosh said to Matthew and Catherine, Let's bring it into the West End, dear. Come on, got to bring it into the West End. And it, the rest really is history for that company. Yeah. You know, it really mm-hmm. turned a corner for them. Uh, so I worked there for a, for a little while, f- five five or six years, I think it was. And Matthew's designer of choice for, for a lot of the work was Les Brothers. is yes. Les Brotherston. Yes. Still, brilliant Les Brotherston, mm-hmm. who you've worked with yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on productions. Yeah. Um, and his agent was Cassie Mayer. Brilliant, brilliant agent. Um and Karen who used to look after Les and that side of the business was was going on maternity leave so they were looking for someone to join just probably temporarily yeah and I remember thinking it was probably time for a change and it was quite an interesting world to be part of so I I did I I, I left Matthew and the company uh, and then I went to join Cassie for ostensibly I think it was three or four months To cover maternity leave, and Karen just decided not to come back, so I stayed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I really
1: think it was a real. That's where I learned, you know, the the agent thing. That's where I sort of learned it all, you know, as much as you can.
0: And it's interesting, isn't it? You know, like you said, you like we all do. I think I slightly Mm. fell into directing. I didn't have any strong desire to direct. And you talk about the agent thing. It's not like a a plan where you think, right, I'm going to work here with Matthew Bourne and learn here, and then I'll go to you. You kind of I think maybe that's a lot about theatre in general. Whatever yeah. your position yeah. is, it in. That's right. I never set out at all, and and then, <clears> you know, someone said do you want to come and direct a play, and I thought, oh, okay, that sounds... <laughs> in, in terms of the acting, just before I leave it for good, Phil, before oh, I close please. that door, for <laughs> good, do, you, do you ever ha- did you ever have any regrets about not acting more or take or does that is that now? No, so no, I don't think I did. I don't
1: think I did actually. I, I think. I enjoyed the course that I did uh, and the degree course that I went back to do was was more focused on the academic side yeah. to a large yeah. extent. There were still lots of great acting challenges there and we still did shows and I had some great fun and, and again, met some lovely people that I'm still in touch with. No, don't regret it <laughs> <us> at all. <laughs> and, 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 um, you know, I, I say a lot to people now, You know, I love being an agent. I wouldn't want to be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's- <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so you you stayed with the agent that you uh, that you mm, started Cassie, working with yeah, yeah. and then what I was did. the ju- what's the journey there from there to now having your own or doing your own oh, it's
1: thing a, it's, It feels like a really sort of scattered trajectory really uh so i worked for Cassie for two or two and a half three years and then i was approached by a production company called stage holding who were a company with offices in germany and holland and, they were coming over to the UK to do a production of Susan Stroman's Contact, which had been a big hit in America. And they were opening a London office to do Contact and hopefully some more shows. And so it was another another sort of, another diversion back into that world, if you like, the production side. I was sort of, not headhunted, but uh, they were looking for someone to join. There were just a group of three to set up the show. So I decided to do that. And I left, Cassie did, the did a- a couple of years at stage holding, got to meet a casting director there called Jill Green, yeah. who was casting contact, she'd worked with Stroman on a few other productions. Uh, and fast forward a little bit, another, a, a, an agent at the time called Bronnie Buchanan was uh, looking for someone to join her smallish agency to build up a list. I think it was, uh, she was primarily musical theater and she wanted an agent to join her, a young agent to join her. I say young, advisedly, <laughs> to set up, set up a list of, uh, of the non-musical actors, you know, to try yeah. and develop that side of her business. Uh, so that happened. I met her. I did it. I did it for five or maybe six years. Uh, another agent joined there not long after me, Mark Ward, and to cut a quite long story short, we decided we were going to fly the coop and do it for ourselves.
0: Wow.
1: Maybe set up a business. Not that we knew how to do that really, uh, and B Belfield Award. And that was in 2009.
0: Wow. We did it. <laughs> and was it was it quite scary that notion of setting yes. up? Yes. Yes, it was, yes, it was part, yes, it was. <laughs> it, was,
1: quite, it, was quite, it was quite liberating. I mean, again, my mum and dad were a bit like,
0: okay, for sure. <laughs> you
1: know. Um, and how it was did you go we had to do?
0: How did you go about getting clients?
1: Well. We had, there were a few people that we were working with when we were at the, the, the agency that I just mentioned that we were allowed, if you like, because obviously when you leave a company, there's always sort of situations about what's in your contract, what can you do? It, it's very carefully handled. So we were able to, to, to take a few clients with us. So we did that, I think we had 15 at the beginning. And then- um, How many do you have now? Oh, well, too many. No, 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 Uh, what we're trying to say, it varies, Mark works primarily in sort of mainly on the musical theatre side, and I work on the, uh, a a lot of that as well, but also on the other, the the, the television, film, some radio, the the straight theatre side, for want of a better word, Uh, so we have sort of diverse lists, but we come together, we're, we're together, we know exactly what each other is doing, you know. And how many did you um, have in
0: your team, apart from the two of you?
1: Well, it's just at the moment, because of everything that we, we were four, just when the dreaded lockdown happened, it was myself and Mark and two brilliant assistants. And then now we are three, because one of our lovely assistants decided, as so many people did, I think, over the lockdown, that there was another way forward, life-wise and career-wise. So she trained to be decided to train to be a teacher. Ah,
0: fair enough. These things.
1: So, you know, we're, we're just uh, now we're just
0: we're just we're just three. A, a um, nice compact team. Now, yeah, I, have, yeah. I have to ask you this, Phil, as an agent. Did you watch Call My Agent?
1: Yes. And I was and am obsessed.
0: Yes. Can <laughs> yes. I say the same thing?
1: I also
0: yes. loved it. But it's when Haley said to me in lockdown, oh, you should watch this French thing called Call My Agent. And when she described what it was about, I thought, I had <laughs> no desire. <laughs> so, but then once I watched one, like many people, I was utterly gripped. I thought it was wonderful, wasn't it? Oh,
1: yeah, it, it, it was a great piece of... of uh... Television and all those amazing stars, those great stars oh, of French extraordinary. TV and cinema that they, they tempted what you know to each episode. It was just oh, brilliant. it was
0: amazing. Now, also my next question, because of course I I know okay. my own agent very well and I go to the office, but the dynamics, of course, in call my yeah. agent is that in any way like your office? <laughs> no, because they're a much bigger setup, aren't they? I mean, yeah, they've yeah. got a reception and they've got you know staff, and
1: this <laughs> but it, did it ring I, I true think- for you? I think some of the yes I think it did in some of the interactions within the agency and the conversations that you have that you would never want repeated or recorded or you know <laughs> ever. that yeah some of that does ring true I, th- I think because I think actors are actors and agents are agents you know yeah. I, I don't think yeah. it's a complicated job I always say it's not really a rocket science but you have to have your wits about you uh, so, but some of it did make me laugh and some of it did make me cringe a bit <laughs> even it's very different very rarefied you know
0: and also i don't know about you but part of the appeal for me in lockdown was to see those wonderful parisian locations so oh, i quite, quite enjoyed yeah, enjoy that i agree now my next question is i'm slightly nervous I, I i just worked recently with someone who is in the going to be in the british version but i'm oh, a bit okay. nervous about the british version Well, how do you feel about that prospect
1: i'm also a little nervous about it because I think partly because when you love something and adore something so much and somebody else is making another version of it I think instinctively you feel it won't be as good yeah but I think I don't necessarily think that I think it will be different yeah I I know I have I mean I don't know if I should say but I have had a, a couple of people have um Oh, my ear thing fallen out? A couple, of, couple of people have met for it. You know, have auditioned okay. for it. So okay. I know, I, you know, I've read a bit of it. It's very, I think it's going to be very true to the sort of some of the plot lines of yeah. the of the French. So is version. it
0: is it is it kind of a episode for episode copy of the French version? I'm not quite sure. I think yeah. it, it might be initially, yeah. but I presume yeah. if
1: it is, they'll then want to take it in another yeah. direction. I, and I presume that there are. I think there are guest stars in each episode.
0: In the same way, as were in the French
1: one. In the mm. same way,
0: I think I don't know this is a, pers- a personal thing, but also one of the reasons why I liked it. In terms of the ensemble in the agency in Paris, mm. I didn't really know any of those actors, no, so I no. I just got sucked into the characters. Yeah. My slight worry is knowing that some of the British actors, are, as we will, yeah, you've, you've will. always got a sense of all oh, that so and so. Whereas in the yeah. French version, I could just enter the story, you know. Yeah,
1: and I wonder what the appeal will be in a way because I don't know whether it is, is, it, is it a bit niche is, it, is yeah. it something that people are that interested about but I think if it's as if it's funny good. and as witty then it, yeah. then it will draw people in won't it and maybe I'm having sure. recognisable people in it helps with that I suppose yeah
0: hopefully yes now one of my final questions this has been absolutely lovely chat but one of my final ones is probably one of the harder ones when sure. you, what do you look for in an actor when you're looking to take someone on what qualities are you after well, I think you
1: have to see that they can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so chances are you would have been to see or have seen, or at the very, very least know their work, you know, mm-hmm. and which is difficult if they're young actors, you know, graduates, you go to drama schools and, and you, yeah. you see showcases and all of that. I think you have to have some sort of personal connection or desire to work with that person. Uh, you have to know that they can do it. And I think you have to have a sense within your agency or the business where they would sit and how you could work with them and what the industry, what the world of casting is looking for as well at the moment, I, th- I think, because it's ever changing. The industry is so, yeah. it's changing even quicker than it ever used to, I think, at the moment. So I. I it's a very personal thing. and you know I've been to drama schools when other agents, I've got lots of friends who are agents. You know, I, I believe that's a really nice support network. I'm not one of those agents that's like, I don't care about other agents, I just do what I do. I, I think it's really important to know and talk to other agents. And sometimes we'll see someone and we'll think he or she was amazing. And then the other person will say, well, no, I didn't like that, part. that's not for me at all. I think it's a very personal feeling. Yeah. But I think, you know, instinctively, if you'd like to work with someone from seeing them and then of course then you have to meet them and talk to them and occasionally you might get a vibe that you think oh maybe we wouldn't be a very good fit um but when you think I will be a good fit and I want to work for that person you'll do anything you can to get them to sign with you I think
0: yeah that's yeah I can I can imagine (laughs) that and on a different level I suppose it's a bit like when I'm casting if I'm directing something you know you're you're not just looking for an actor that might be right for the part you're you're looking for someone or yeah. I'm looking for someone who is quite open, yeah. is quite playful because, yeah. you know, yeah. those kind of those kind and of. It things. has to be
1: a dialogue. I think the agent actor thing is certainly a very precise dynamic in that it has to be a dialogue. It can't be a it's my way or the highway type yeah. thing or, you know, go here, do this. Don't question me. It has to be a conversation, whether whether it's a young graduate or an actor with years of experience.
0: Yeah. It's such and a I,
1: difficult world. It is. And,
0: and I think you empathy. make a very good point about how the industry is changing very, very quickly. Mm. And the last couple of mm. years has changed mm. hugely. And I think everybody, certainly actors, I, I, I feel have to be incredibly adaptable and, and, yeah. and be aware of things in a way that maybe perhaps people weren't. Yeah. But, um, even down to kind of technology, you know, kind of <sighs> speaking about my, my generation, you know, the, the, so, the, you have to either be on top of that, or have a yeah. highly qualified yeah. teenage daughter who can yeah, sort exactly. it that way. <laughs> that's what you need. Self taping, you know, exactly. It's, it and it's not going forward, away. I
1: don't think that's going to be with us for a, a good while. Yeah, and I, I think, think if, so. it, if it means that casting directors can see more people and you know uh, get more people yeah. in, as it were, I think it's a good, it's a positive. But you have to and the you other think the trouble
0: is. Do you think theatre will continue to go in that direction? I know film and TV obviously will, but do you think theatre will go no. back to live casting? Or?
1: I think it will. I think it, by its nature, I think it has to. And I think people that work in that in, in, in that side of the business, they'd much rather be in a room with people. Yeah. I think actors would as well. I, I mean, think so.
0: I mean, I understand uh, with film, of course, I understand film yeah, and TV, yeah. but I think I, I wouldn't audition theatre on Zoom. I, I need to be in no. a space with someone and, and see what they're I mean, like.
1: You, people have had to people have had to do musical theater auditions on zoom and it's crazy sell tapes. it's mad you know backing tracks or a pianist in the corner or <laughs> it's just it's just impossible but now no, that's you know, insane. it is moving I... now more into that already people are now getting into the room with all the COVID yes, protocols so. and things so oh, we have oh. to get you know get that moving again for sure
0: i am um, on this i know musicals are close to your heart and i i they're much closer to mine than I thought they would become. My partner, oh. Sarah Jane, is an enormous... Grew up with musicals and, and when, when she was young, a bit like you. So I love them now as a form. Good. And I, Glad I've to seen hear quite, that. I've seen quite a lot of them. I particularly enjoyed... Sarah Jane and I went to see the... Uh, over Christmas, the Cabaret production. Oh yes, great, yes. Which yes. I really, really enjoyed, partly because I of I have how the it... brilliant
1: Anna Jane Casey in that.
0: Oh, oh right, and okay.
1: And Fräulein Koss. She is
0: brilliant. Yeah, she and is. All the, all fan, the cast. Oh, it's, it's a
1: fantastic cast. It's a brilliant p- production. It's so immersive. I think so, I think yeah. so.
0: and I, I loved it because it wasn't like how I'd seen it before. You know, no, I'd seen no. other productions yeah, and how yeah, they yeah. turned it into the round and, the, and yeah. everything. No, it was a delight. A hot Phil, ticket as
1: well, Paul. Good you, well, you got in.
0: Yeah, hot Yo, ticket, was, yes. good you got in. <laughs> yes, a hot ticket, as they say. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Phil, it's been such a delight talking to you. Before we finish, oh, I'm thanks. going to ask you a random seven questions. All you need to say <sighs> is your first answer in response to these questions. OK, OK. Uh, number one, Evita or Phantom of the Opera? Evita, one of my favourites. Nichols or Selfridges? Selfridges. Birmingham or London? <sighs> <laughs> London, London, yeah, Gene, Gene Kelly or Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, Barcelona or Paris, Paris, Michael time. Jackson or Prince, Prince, Shakespeare or Noel Coward. That's a really difficult one, Shakespeare. Love oh. it. I thought you'd love go, Cad, very nice. No, I, like, I mean, it, yeah,
1: I love it,
0: Phil. Um. We should do this, not wait 20 yeah, years well, next time. No, I know. please. I know you've got the brilliant, my dear friend Patty is with you. So maybe we can hook yeah, up and see her and do something. something together. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd love that. Uh, that'd be lovely. Far too long. But Phil, thanks so much for joining us. You've been wonderful. I'll see you soon. Paul. Thank you so much. See you soon, Paul. Dear listeners, if you've enjoyed this idiot podcast, please spread the word.